This episode is brought to you by Alpha A. Alpha A is an online, community-oriented platform offering tailor-made art collections for businesses across all industries, including hospitality, tech, interior design, and more. Alpha A makes artists' work accessible to audiences all around the world through cutting-edge technology by focusing on limited-edition prints. Alpha A works with a network of more than 7,000 artists. Their client roster includes Airbnb, Gilt, West Elm, and Zola. Visit www.alphaainc.com. In this episode, we have Marcela Florido. Marcela is a Brazilian-born artist who studied in London and holds a master's in fine art from Yale University. She focuses her work on figuration relying on a narrow color palette and full backgrounds interweaving floral and botanical elements with human forms. She accomplishes this while escaping a stereotype of what Brazilian art has historically been perceived as. Marcela, great to have you here. Shall we jump in? Hi, Asim. Thank you so much for the invitation. It is great to be here. Yes, let's jump in. Take me back to when you were a young girl in Rio. What's your first memory creating art? Well, from a very young age, I was always drawing. It was my favorite activity and my way of interpreting the world. And you know, as the days are so hot in Rio, during the afternoon when it wasn't safe for a child to be out in the sun, I would just spend hours drawing. And I think another important fact is that my granddad was an architect. So drawing was this significant bonding activity. It's like we had this magical talent that we shared. We could draw. So I'm curious, were you drawing exclusively homes? Were you like uh, trying to copy your, your granddad, emulate him, be, be just like him? Was he the, the role model? It is funny. My granddad wasn't so focused on drawing houses. His big passion was gardens. He loved landscape design. And I think my love for botanic drawings and all the plants that creep into my imagery, they come from that. But to be totally honest with you, I was a child fixated on drawing faces. And I say fixated because really, that is all I was drawing. Female profiles. And we don't even have to get all Freudian on it, right? I mean, I grew up in a household of women. But as I started painting and really exploring the range of my creativity, I pushed hard against this imagery. At first, I wanted to explore the language of the artists that I admire, like the neo-concretes. But then I just really wanted to get out of my comfort zone, which I did. But lately, 10 years after, it's coming full circle, and I have welcomed these figures back. So you were doing that when you were younger. You put the identity question firmly aside, and you focused on the shapes and colors, how the geometric abstraction uh, was a trend. Um, I'm just wondering, what was your fear based on? Because you talked about uh, there being this fear. We worry that you would get it wrong in terms of your artistic development, artistic expression, uh, ultimately artistic talent. Yes, fear, but to be honest, there was also a significant lack of awareness too. Unfortunately, we don't study art, not our history in Brazilian schools, which sucks. So as kids, we really aren't exposed to the range of explorations of vocabularies and themes in Brazilian art history. 
So when I looked around, there was this imposing predominance of geometric abstraction. All I saw was geometric abstraction. And it is beautiful, it is inspiring, it is elegant. And with it comes the promise of an international dialogue, an international conversation about art and vocabulary, about rationality, about transcendence, which is what I wanted, you know, to be, quote unquote, a real artist. So, yeah, that's when I put aside my inclinations, let's say, not to say obsession, towards the figure. And then you left Brazil. Um which is highly unique and um, commendable. Um, it's really an admirable thing to, to do. Not everybody has that uh, courage. Thank you. Yes, I mean, the circumstances that led to me leaving were, as I think it usually is, a mix of luck, of extremely hard work, focus, and determination but also privilege of even having the opportunity to begin with. But I saw it as a chance to live my dream and I took it. But I never took it lightly. I feel a daily need to speak up for and about my country. And if we can talk a little bit about this backdrop of the Latin American influence or mystique or this uh, particular pressure that you felt as a Latin American female artist, um, it sounds like there was a stereotype or expectations and, and a burden of that which you had to carry. I didn't feel that my peers in London had fixed expectations of what being Latina meant. I mean, probably because most of them were so unaware of Latin American culture or art to begin with. But it meant that I wasn't framing the question in such an identity politics way for myself. I mean, obviously, this has changed since I moved to America, but at that time, I was framing things in a profoundly personal way. I knew of many badass, trailblazers, Brazilian female artists, but I feel like I grew up in a Rio that was still mostly Catholic, conservative, and colonial, I would say. I think that, like many young women, I could feel the pressure of a society that would value me if I married and had kids, and not if I decided to experiment with ideas of the self, sexuality, representation, language, or whatever. I mean, even today, I feel that my work exists in this state of in-betweenness, of constantly renegotiating memories, reinterpreting experiences and states of the body, but also looking at family dynamics and cultural expectations. Like, oh, I thought that this was fun, but wait, it's actually not. It's actually violent. And I mean, you know how it goes. So there's a school of thought that painters do figuration because they're mirroring themselves on the canvas. Is there a sense here of how you had to move away from figuration because you couldn't show your true self? Uh, in a similar way that you couldn't show your true self in Rio, in terms of being a, an artist and expressing yourself as an artist in Rio, hence your need to leave? In a broad sense, yes. As a person, I needed space and distance to feel capable of exploring my experience of selfhood, away from the narratives that had shaped me until then. But before that, as an artist, I didn't even know that I wanted to talk about these things. 
The real shift from geometric abstraction to figuration only happened once I realized that I was actually using the vocabulary of geometric abstraction to tell stories. When I looked at my studio and saw that I'd been making narrative paintings all the while. But while I was using that vocabulary, I was the only one who could access the narratives. And that shift could only have happened when I finally saw myself in a community that breathed art, that was not weighed down by ideals of tradition and elegance. This community valued the grotesque, the ironic in art, and all of that emboldened and encouraged me to think deeper and dig deeper. And once I realized that using geometric abstraction had been a way for me to hide behind and not deal with specificity, like the specificity, the specificity of the bodies, of the context of the stories that I wanted to tell, I was glad to throw the vocabulary away. But you see, even at the time I was painting bodies, I wouldn't say that I was painting my bodies. There are some self-portraits in your work now, though, and let's talk about those uh, and uh, when did they start? What was the inspiration behind them? Because I think that's a, a big shift or an embracing of something artistically that you had rejected before. A while ago, I got this fantastic opportunity. I was awarded an art residency in Kenya, and I spent a couple of months in the island of Lamu, just making art. And as soon as I got there, as soon as I was at the studio, I made this big drawing of a woman gazing straight at the viewer. And she had this very confident look and I wanted to get her anatomy right. So I, without thinking, just went ahead and posed for myself. So there it was, you can't get any clearer than that. Um, I was my subject matter. And I'm positive that being in nature, in an environment that felt so familiar to my body, was what allowed me to do something that felt so natural to me. I broke up with what I had been doing in New York that felt so heady, so conceptual, and very naturally, I went back to my figures, to the female figures, the profiles that I had left behind so long ago. Which is really the best thing you can do for your practice. I'm wondering, Marcella, what do flowers mean to you? Well, my paintings depict women amongst plants. They are surrounded by plants, hiding behind plants, morphing into them. And sometimes they're flowers and they bloom, but not always. Flowers are often symbolically associated with the femininity and softness, love and sexuality. But the way that I see this set of symbols performing in my body of work refers more to the idea of the natural landscape. Like they point to the notion of the exuberant. They're an arrow to the landscape that I grew up in. But as it usually is with memory, this notion is barely grounded on real events, right? And it's highly imaginative, mystified and idealized. So I can see how my use of these symbols hits close to ideas of exoticism and otherness, which are projections and expectations and labels that Brazilian artists have fought very hard to detach themselves from. So I, I'm sympathetic to the criticism that sometimes I get, 
But I also think that they are part of the stories that I want to tell. They are part of the stories that I actually think should be told. So, yeah, although they feel risky for me, I kind of enjoy the challenge of using them and trying to escape the cliches. <laughs> so it occurs to me that all the adjectives you just used to describe flowers can be used to describe figures or humans. Are the flowers people? This is an interesting question because I start to wonder if I'm using the plants in a similar way that I was using the vocabulary of geometric abstraction. But I like that the plants can be open enough that we can project on them. In each painting, they can perform a different role. So that way, the relationship between the figure and the plant becomes as important as the relationship between the figure and the viewer, for example. So your use of a narrow palette, um, you used the term monochromatic earlier, but I like to think of it as cohesive. <laughs> so your use of a cohesive palette, is that also a part of this resisting categorization? That's why you only use a narrow spectrum of, of colors? I think primarily through drawing, like through imagery and through lines. So to be honest, color comes to me almost as a secondary thought. I struggle with it. So I end up also approaching it symbolically. Like occasionally I use black and white compositions to refer to the legacy of concretism or to the rigidity of modernism and to create a stark separation from something or two things that might be happening simultaneously in the picture plane but should be read differently by the viewer. So for instance, in this new body of work, sometimes a figure which is in full color exists in a black and white landscape or sometimes only aspects of her body are in color and other parts like limbs, eyes are black and white. So it's a physical and visual rupture and it talks about separation. Right, and you've kind of put that as the last thing. You've, you've resolved playing with composition and form, but you've pushed out color. Um, any thoughts as to why? I mean, it's actually a brilliant thing, um, or I should say the brilliant thing about your work is that it doesn't feel that this is an artist struggling with color. It's quite the opposite. It feels like this is an artist who has mastered color, and then that's why she can be a badass. Like, you have to know the rules before you break them. It's just, that's how it's coming across, is that, uh, you know, this artist is just on it. She knows what she's doing. Thank you so much. I mean, I truly appreciate you saying that because sometimes I just feel crazy. I have a studio-based practice, which means I spend endless hours alone creating, painting. And as we mentioned, leaving home, you know, there were significant sacrifices. Still, it is hard to know if the paintings are communicating all of that, all of that struggle, all of that desire, all of that creativity. Was leaving Brazil the most challenging experience you have had? I mean, many people struggle with leaving their homes and their sense of com comfort, as we've talked about. So uh, in my mind, it is a real testament to the desire you have for change, or your motivation to accomplish a goal. Do you miss it? Do you miss home? Yes, I miss my country every day. 
I miss my family, friends, and also how my body just naturally relaxes in that environment. You know, being an immigrant is not so easy. So I always wonder if it's time to go back. And most of my immigrant friends fantasize about, you know, the quote-unquote return. And these feelings fuel our conversation, they fuel our artwork, and they also connect us. To be honest, the people I have in my life now, my artistic communities from London and New York, they are also a vital part of who I am now. And leaving them would also feel like leaving home. Well, that makes complete sense. The idea of artist colonies or artists coming together is a part of artistic history. Um, you know, the, the influence, the pushing to the limits, the, the sharing of ideas, the inspiration from what others are doing. It's, it's what all artists seek. I want to get into a little bit of what you hope to accomplish on the canvas. And, and what I'm getting at here is that, um, you know, as an example, some people are working through trauma they're using a visual language instead of a verbal one to process through that. Um, I think I found your answer to that question in an article where you were quoted. I'm going to read this back to you and see if it resonates. And uh, I have a feeling we've covered this already, but I just want to be sure we've done it properly. Um, you were quoted as saying, through painting, I liberate my sense of self from the restricted notions of gender, race, and identity. Is that what you hope to accomplish on the canvas? And is this still true? Yes, ideally, but these moments in the studio are hard and they're precious. My most powerful experiences in the studio come from knowing that I want to make, but not knowing what. I think they happen when I open space for unwatched and unknown emotions to run the show and to surprise me. So in this sense, painting and the act of painting are not just a liberation in the spirit of what is, but also a liberation from justification, from narrowing definitions. Through painting, I can create and I can discover. You know, in speaking earlier about the stigma of Latin American art and the expectation of what it should be, you wrote, quote, because they're kind of tacky, made with bright colors and are big, I don't think they're going to be received politely or form a political goal. That's pretty badass. I feel that anyone who's truly after a kind of openness and freedom will inevitably encounter a lot of resistance, right? Because of Brazil's distinct relationship with painting and the history of art, the conversation that surrounds the depiction of a figure in a fantastical, tropical landscape raises a lot more questions there than it does here. My paintings don't depict authoritarianism scenes, but because they tap into what has now become a taboo, and they are kind of tacky, made with bright colors, and they are big, a lot of people get confused about why I am even doing them. But if that skepticism can turn into an opportunity for conversation and for change, then that's great. Then that's painting really changing how we think. Marcela, thank you so much. This has been a extremely uh, enjoyable and um, enlightening and elucidating conversation. Thank you so much, Asim. I really, really enjoyed your conversation. Thank you.
Achieve is recorded at Subtractive in Hangar 8 at the Santa Monica Airport. Music is produced by Hennedy.